0: Shabbat shalom and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the spirit. I hope you are... Blessed and encouraged in Yahovah, what a blessing it is for us to come around the Scriptures and recognize that we are entering into the Sabbath rest. Hallelujah. We're going to be looking at the book of Leviticus chapter 23 as we're coming into the feast season just to share on a few points there as well. But uh, the title of this week is A Promise Fulfilled. And we're just going to open up on that a little bit as well and just stand on the promises of Yehovah. Just for uh, all of those who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Uh, We are here to spend time in devotion, to be edified and built up in our faith, to be encouraged. And I truly believe that as we are carried by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Father will speak directly into our lives, bringing words of revelation, words of truth, comfort, transformation. I pray that an open heaven will be over every household, over every heart, that we will take this moment to hear from heaven. What happens when we hear from heaven? Our entire worlds will be supernaturally changed. Are you ready for a change of heart? Are you ready for a change uh, within your life? When we have an encounter with Yahovah, we experience a change of <laughs> of uh, a magnitude beyond anything you can ever imagine that you could ever achieve in the natural realm. Hallelujah. He died for me so that we can live for him. Okay, so before we start, I just want to give a few shout-outs to those who are tuning in. Welcome today if you're joining. If you're on uh, YouTube or Facebook, just uh, Post in the comments uh, your name, where you're from, so we can give a shout-out to you. We've got Maria in Canada. Welcome. Good to see you. We've got Jeff. Shabbat Shalom. Good to see you, Jeff. We've got Lola. We've got Sharon. We've got Mary. We've got Riva. We've got Miguel in uh, California. Welcome. Good to see you. If you're just tuning in, just give us a shout-out in the comments. And uh, it is always good to see who is watching or listening on podcast. If you're on podcast listening right now, I just encourage you, email me, kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Are you being blessed and encouraged with the words that we uh, share each and every week? Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Okay, we've got Jerry as well in Boston. Welcome, Jerry. Good to see you. We've got got, um, um, Dennis as well. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. Shabbat shalom. Uh, it's difficult to see from this distance from where the computer is, but we're getting there. But uh, welcome, everyone. It is good to be in the presence of Yahovah. recognize that if Elohim be for us, who can be against us? So let's just take a moment to pray. Then we're going to delve into uh, the scriptures for a short while this evening. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for the the great news of what we discover of your word uh, coming alive within our lives. I thank you, Father, that we can set our clock to to the, the patterns that you've set within Scripture. I thank you, Father, for the seasons. I thank you, Father, for the feasts that you have given us to celebrate. I thank you, Father, for what it truly means to be obedient to you. And, Father, we want to yield to you today. We want to recognize that our lives are not our own, but we give up our rights because we want you to rule and reign within our lives. We know that you have uh, created us for such a time as this, that we are born on purpose for such a time as this. And I I pray today that we will experience the richness of the Spirit in such a powerful way, Father, that we will recognize uh, the steps that we have to take, that we will recognize the direction that we need to go in. Father, that you will lead and guide us and that our lives will count that we are not insignificant, that we have gone from worthless, hallelujah, to priceless because we are unique. We're fearfully and wonderfully made in the presence of Yahovah. So, Father, we look to you and we recognize that you have created us and we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And we say, here we are, Father, send us, use us for the purpose of your kingdom. And, Father, more than anything, I ask that we experience your rest this sabbath but as we come to this time of sabbath rest that you will minister to us this is an appointed time to receive from you so we just lay down all of what we've been through in the week we just lay it all before you father And we just ask you, have your way within our lives. We commit everything to you. We're not going to be worried. We're not going to be stressed. All the things that we haven't accomplished, Father, we release into your care right now. All the things we are expecting to see this week, we didn't see, we release them into your care right now. And we stand upon your promises, that your promises are yes and amen, and we celebrate the victory that we have in you, in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. All right. So, like I said, you know, uh, a promise fulfilled. And, you know, as I'm in this season, we're getting ready for uh, identifying if the barley is a veeve in the land. And uh, today we are seeing that the the barley is Aviv in the land of Israel, hallelujah. Um, there's been different types of reports that have gone out over the last uh, period. Um, but I, I really sense that this is the time that we have got enough barley Aviv. I'll be uh, doing some video tomorrow where we will give you uh, some reports of what's going on in the land, if I can find some wild barley, which shouldn't be that difficult, but it certainly was a month ago when I was out trying to find wild barley. I couldn't find it um, anywhere. So let's see what we can accomplish tomorrow, and I will share that uh, maybe on uh, Sunday on the Zoom call when we all get together there. So before we go into the feasts, you know, what's important about our devotion in the presence of Jehovah is that we get to the place of recognizing the importance of the Messiah dwelling within us. And we want to see the victory of Yehovah within our lives, in our Last broadcast, if I just bring up, uh, just going into the, the feed here, on our last broadcast, we talked about your word is alive in me. Your word is alive in me. And what, what do we mean by that? When you have an encounter with Yeshua, you will never be the same. Your word is alive in me. Why? Because Yeshua, you are the word that became flesh and dwell amongst us. So just because you have had salvation, just because you have received the blessings of uh, the, the, the sacrifice of what Yeshua done. Uh, you know, at Passover, we're coming up to Passover where we recognize one thing more than anything, the resurrection of of Yeshua. The early believers, they were known uh, and the move of the early believers was known because they were connected to the resurrection of Messiah. It wasn't they were connected to the sympathy club of someone who died on a cross. No, they were connected and they had power in their operations and the things that they did because they witnessed firsthand the resurrection of Yeshua. They met Yeshua. Hundreds of people met Yeshua after the resurrection. He appeared to the disciples after the resurrection. He taught them on what purpose? He taught them on the kingdom of Yehovah after the resurrection. So your word is alive in me. When we experience the resurrection power of Yeshua, expect to see the signs and wonders and miracles within your life. We can stand and say, it is not me That is moving forward, but it is Messiah in me that is moving forward so what is our understanding from that place we understand that we have been crucified with Messiah it's no longer I that live and we need to emphasize this on an ongoing basis because it's very easy to be caught up in your problems caught up in your circumstances and whatever the enemy is trying to throw at you to discredit you to say you cannot function do you recognize today that you have been crucified with messiah galatians chapter 2 verse 20 it's no longer i that live but it's messiah living in me and the life i now live in the flesh what do we do we live by faith in the son of elohim who loved me and gave himself for me yeshua gave himself for me and as we come into the spring feast in these next few weeks we're going to talk more on this subject but i want us to get to the place where we recognize that we have been crucified with messiah we are born again of the spirit hallelujah and on this sabbath rest we can celebrate the victory of what yeshua has done for us and you know i like to listen to different reports on um you know uh, conflicts that jewish people have with the gospel of yeshua and uh, one of those reports i was listening to uh just a you know a, a youtube of this rabbi who was saying why yeshua could not be the passover lamb and you know you've never heard such a ridiculous argument in all your life but you know his main point was well you know if he was the per perf- the the lamb of uh, Elohim, who takes away the sins of the world, if he's the Passover lamb, he had to be spotless, you know, without any blemish. And he's like, Oh, you know, Yeshua, they ripped the beard off his face, he was beaten, he had the spear in his side, um, you know, and it talked about all the different things that he went through. But this was after the examination, it wasn't before the examination. Oh, it was ridiculous. But, you know, they're trying to find a way to get people's eyes and the Jewish people's eyes off of the reality of war. Yeshua rose from the dead. He was the Lamb of God when Johann ben Zachariah, when John the Baptist saw him coming forth, he said, Behold... The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And, you know, we look at this, um, you know, I don't want to get, well, maybe I'll just get ahead of myself. Come on, we've got to get ready for Pesach anyway. We have to get ready for Passover. You know, we look at the, the plagues that take place. And when we do our Passover table, you know, we'll have the 10 plagues represented on the table. We'll also have the crossing of the Red Sea. And who knows what other creative things we will do at our Passover table this year. We'll just wait and see what the the father is going to do. But one thing we recognize through the different plagues, there was plagues that did not attach themselves to Israel. The first few plagues were part of the whole land. Then all the plagues came against the Egyptians and those in Goshen. Those of the, the children of Elohim, they were protected against the plagues until it came to the last plague of the destruction of the firstborn. Then every single Israelite had to listen to the instructions of Yehovah. Why? Because the Israelites had followed foreign gods. They were lost in slavery. They, they deserved the penalty of death for their transgressions okay you know because of the fall of man they needed the redemptive power of Jehovah so they had to take the the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorposts of their homes stay in their homes eat the the Passover in preparation for their deliverance as that angel of death came over everyone it you know Israel and also the Egyptians and those of the nations, why? Because judgment was coming from the hand of Yehovah. So what do we recognize? We recognize the importance of what it truly means to receive Yeshua as the Lamb of Elohim who takes away the sins of the world. He doesn't just do what the Passover Lamb did at the time when they were coming out of Egypt. It gave them a temporary release hey well it gave him a permanent release from slavery yes and you know that's the story he it brought them out because we see the gospel message being preached in the book of Exodus when we look at the focus of the, the gospel of the kingdom you go back to Exodus and you see it all just laid out before us and I hope we're going to get into uh, those elements um, in these coming weeks I'm really looking forward to that so we've got to understand that we have been crucified with Messiah it's no longer I that has lived why it is Messiah living in me we recognize Yeshua the Messiah Yeshua of Nazareth as the one who paid our price. Hallelujah. So we rejoice in what he has done. And another thing we need to do is examine ourselves to see whether or not we are in the faith. I meet many people who say they're believers. And, you know, oh, I have a confession of faith. I prayed the prayer but do you hunger and thirst after righteousness? Do you desire to grow in Yehovah? And I, I rejoice at what the Father is doing within our ministry and the people who are connecting to our ministry. They're people who desire to know more about Yehovah, to delve into his promises, to see his truth come alive. So what do we want to do? Examine ourselves to see whether we're in our faith. Test yourselves um. Or do you not realize this about yourself, that that Yeshua the Messiah is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? So how do we know if we are born again of the Spirit? Because Yeshua the Messiah is dwelling within us. So are we just saying we've received the Messiah or are we truly walking in the Messiah? My prayer today is that we will come to a place and recognize the living reality of who he is within our lives. If you love me, you will keep my commands. We read in John chapter 14 and the father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. Messiah in me is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So we are called to live by the Spirit and not to live by the flesh. And how do we do that? We need to follow uh, in the ways of Messiah. So if we truly are born again of the Spirit, we desire to walk in His ways. So I want us to turn to the book of Leviticus. You know, back in the old days, it used to be the book that I'd start yawning and thinking, oh my goodness me, this is so difficult. But now I start reading through it and I start understanding just how important this book is in the Torah. Hallelujah. So verse 1, it says, Yehovah said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, these are my appointed feasts the appointed feasts of Yehovah, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. Now, before I go any further, what it does not say in your Bible or my Bible, that these are the feasts of the Jews, these are the appointed feasts of Yahovah. They're his feasts for his people to attend. This is a sacred assembly hallelujah it's the feast of yahovah it's not the feast of the jews so you might have been brought up in being told that you don't have to celebrate these feasts that's for the jews to celebrate you're a gentile believer you don't have to do them you can cling on to christmas and ishtar easter <laughs> i don't think so the father is restoring his people back to the foundations you know, to recognize what we are called to do. So what do we see in verse 3 of Leviticus chapter 23? There are six days when you may work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest, a day of sacred assembly. You are not to do any work wherever you live. Um, it is a Sabbath to Yehovah. And what is the importance of this Sabbath Rest. Why is it so important? It's a day of celebrating that Elohim rested after creation. When he looked at everything after the six days, he said it is good, and he rested from all of his labour. Hallelujah. So the first feast that we have is every single week. It's in a sacred assembly, it's an appointed time, and together we are gathering in the presence of Jehovah to prepare the way, to recognize uh, that, you know, Father, you created us through Messiah. We are created. He was the Word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. You know, he spoke creation into being. In verse 4, we deal with uh, Pesach, Passover and Unleavened Bread. These are Yahovah's appointed feasts and sacred assemblies you are to proclaim at their appointed times. Yalva's Passover begins at twilight on the fourteenth day of the first month. I've got good news: the the barley is Aviv in the land of Israel. And why is that important? because it tells us that we are meant to identify the beginning of the year as we see in the book of Exodus, and we'll, we'll bring that up maybe a bit later. Verse 5, Yehovah's Passover begins at the twilight on the 14th day of the first month. Verse 6, On the 15th day of the first month, Yehovah's Feast of Unleavened Bread begins. For seven days you must eat bread, um, you must... You must eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly, a high Sabbath, and do no regular work. For seven days, present an offering made to Yehovah by fire, And on the seventh day, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. So we are preparing to come into the season and the time of Passover. What a blessed time it is, especially when we recognize it from the perspective of who Yeshua is. And that's what it's all about. There is hope. And that's our message. It's a message of hope that we can deliver today. So what? why do we talk about the promise fulfilled? What What was it that was sparking that within me as I was praying? You know, have you received the promises of Yehovah? You know, you might have... Promises that you are waiting to be fulfilled, but there is promises that have been fulfilled. We have seen prophecy fulfilled in so many ways. How many hundreds of prophecies did Yeshua confirm that He is the Passover Lamb, um, that He is, uh, you know, the 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 resurrection and the life. We have hundreds of prophecies from the Tanakh that demonstrate that Yeshua of Nazareth is the Messiah. You can't choose the place where you're going to be born. And Yeshua was born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem, the house of bread. Hallelujah. What is he? He's the bread of life. He is born in the house of bread. Praise the name of Yeshua. But if you go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Yehovah had said to Abram, leave the country, your people. And your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and I will, um, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. This is an amazing prophecy of Scripture that we see here. And I see many Jewish people, they use this and say, if you bless Jewish people, you will be blessed. That's not what this passage of Scripture says. But it's one of the the, the foundational reasons why evangelical Christianity spends so much money uh, in giving money to the Jewish people and to the land of Israel listen, if you if you understood what we are living under in this land, that this nation is an anti Messiah nation. The governments are against Uh, messiah they talk about democracy they talk about uh, freedom of religion and all those different things well that's okay if you're a buddhist that's okay if you're a mormon that's (laughs) maybe not so much a mormon but you know whatever you are but if you believe that yeshua is the messiah there's going to be resistance there's an anti-messiah spirit that's operating here in the land and we have to break that spirit down so what do we see in Genesis chapter 15? We see Abram, he's he's looking for confirmation to the promise. What's the father speaking to you? Are you receiving the confirmation of the promise? Do you believe Elohim? You know, Abram believed Elohim and it was credited to him as righteousness. But I want to read just a few outlines of what it says as a covenant is formed with Abram basically what have you got you've got the father and the son making a, a pact a covenant with Abram saying that this promise you can take it to the bank you can take it all the way after this the word of Yahovah came to Abram in a vision this is Genesis chapter 15 don't be afraid Abram I am your shield and your very great reward. Hallelujah. He is our shield and our very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Yehovah, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. So here you have the promise of Yehovah, but you're also faced with the reality of what you see in the flesh. And you, you, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to be the father of many nations. I'm going to be blessed, but, you know, I'm childless. My, my wife is not, uh, you know, the promise is not coming forth in the natural. So how is this going to happen? What's the assurance? Because my inheritance is going to be given to A foreigner my inheritance is not going to come to the kingdom of Yahovah and just talking on the point of inheritance the importance of the inheritance that we leave not just to uh, the next generation but to the 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 two generations are we leaving an inheritance uh, to our children our children's children And, you know, what does that look like? You know, are we making preparation for those things? But we might be in the place where we have the promise of Yahovah and we don't even see a way of how this promise can begin. Then I want to encourage you that this is the day of his promise being fulfilled. You know, this is a prophetic word, a living word from Yahovah, promises Our promise fulfilled, promise fulfilled. Hear the word of Yehovah. It's the time of the promise fulfilled. Why? Because my word will not come back void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. And we serve a God who is not a liar. When he speaks forth his word, his word will come true. If things fall to the ground, it's not because Yehovah was unfaithful. It will always be because of our faithlessness so we stand upon the promise verse 3 and Abram says you have given me no children so a servant in my household will be my heir then the word of Yehovah came to me and this is what we need the word of Yehovah and I just want to You know, as I prayed at the beginning that we have an open heaven, may the word of Yahovah come to you tonight in Yeshua's name. Today, no matter what time it is in the time zone that you are living in, may the word of Yahovah come to you. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He uh, He took him outside and said, look up to the heavens, and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to them, So shall your offspring be. Abraham Abram believed Yehovah, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Believe Yehovah. So what's he saying to you? You know, when the world wants you to doubt, when the world wants you to, ah, that's not logic, that's not reasonable, you know, that can't be true, you know, this supernatural stuff, you know, you've just got to get grounded, come back to earth and all that type of stuff. Listen, let me tell you something. You know, believe Yehovah. What is he saying? Do you want to see promise, the promise fulfilled, his promises fulfilled within your life? Then we have to believe Yehovah. So Abram believed that it's credited to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am Yehovah who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans and gave you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, O sovereign Yehovah, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So Yehovah said to him, bring me a heifer, um, a goat and a ram each three years old along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all of these to him, cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. So what's taking place? He's getting ready for the preparation for the covenant. And we have the covenant promise within our life. It's been prepared through Yeshua. He has given us the new covenant, hallelujah, that we stand in. So in verse 12, As the sun was set and Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then Jehovah said to him, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in the country, not their own. And they will be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. But I will punish the nation. They serve as slaves and afterwards they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached Um, The full measure so you know what we are seeing from here we're seeing that the covenant is being cut for Abraham and that's what we see the passing through of the covenant the next part of the scripture here but what's important and what I want to uh, emphasize that. The promises being established to Abraham and we can look back from where we are today and we can recognize, you know, what do we recognize? This promise was fulfilled and you want to see the promises fulfilled in your life. You have an advantage that Abram didn't have. Abram didn't have this track record of seeing all these incredible signs and wonders and miracles. He lived in such an evil day. Where the the father is looking for righteousness, looking for people, looking for a solution to bring transformation to the world. How could he bring restoration? He chooses Abram. And what's he going to do? He's going to reverse the curse. And when the promises of Yehovah come, the purpose of the promises to come is to reverse the curse. So we come against the curses in our lives. We come against the assignments of the enemy. You might be a second generation addict or, or, or have gone through different things and you're seeing this going on from generation to generation. We break the curse in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. We are not going to be subject to these curses, but we will see the promises of Yehovah fulfilled within our lives promise fulfilled I want you to really consider over this Sabbath rest the promises of Yehovah I want you to consider the importance of the spring feast and what it means through the scripture to your life what does it mean to you study it out start writing some notes and and, and just say father speak to me so I understand more keep away from Jewish tradition and just stick with what the scriptures have to say. You know, we're not called to walk in the traditions of Judaism. Hallelujah. You know, we're called to walk in the ways of Yehovah. So the word that I really sense that the Father is speaking tonight is that this is the day of the promise fulfilled. This is a day where you align yourself and come to the place where you recognize before Jehovah that he is a promise-keeping God. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. And we celebrate and we prepare to come to that place of celebration with Yehovah through the Passover season that we will be coming into at the end of this month. Hallelujah. So I just want to leave you with that word. I want to encourage you with this word, that you will go out with joy, be led forth in peace, and the mountains and the hills will break forth before you. The trees of the fields will clap their hands. The nations will come and celebrate at the goodness of what Yehovah is doing in and through your life. So don't limit Yehovah. Ask him for his promises. And, and, and allow the father to cut off the past. Abram had to come out of the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. He had to come out and come to a new place. And the new place he came to wasn't just a place that was like, oh, wow, look at this, man, this is so amazing. I've just come off to this nice little deserted island. I can set things up here and it's good. No, he comes to a land that's full of craziness. And when uh, and when the, the covenant is cut... Abram, you're not going to see the promise, but I'm going to start something in you that four generations from you will reap an incredible harvest. And every year we get to sit down at the table at Pesach and we get to remember what Yehovah did through the life of Abram, that he was faithful. He didn't complain to Elohim and say, Four generations, you're giving me a check for $50 million and I can't cash it. (laughs) You know, many of you might be upset if you can't get the full benefit of what the Father wants to do in your life. But what happens if the Father wants to pour into you for a future generation? Are you willing to give Your time, Are you willing to sow everything that it takes for the future generations to walk in the victory of Yehovah? Hope you're blessed and encouraged today. If you are blessed and encouraged, I want to uh, invite you to email me, kenny at bulldozerfaith.com, and just share testimony with me. Do you have prayer requests or ways that we can stand with you? this sabbath then send us a message if you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry i want to encourage you to give maybe you haven't tithed before i don't talk a lot on tithing in our ministry because look to be honest 10 percent is not what the father expects of us he expects us to give our all of who we are and you know look 10 percent is a good way to start As we start to give before Yahovah. And I believe in the importance of being a a giver uh, of our finances. of, Of what the Father blesses us with in whatever way. And I want to encourage you to give to the ministry, of Faith, for the work that we do. If you're not giving uh, a tithe in another place, then consider and uh, 10% into Bulldozer Faith. If you want to give offerings, that's good as well. It's bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. Oh, yeah, I've got one of those slides up there right now. I'll just put that on there. So if you want to give a, a Sabbath um, a gift or uh, offering you can do that right here at buildthoseoffaith.com forward slash give and we really appreciate the support for all those who stand with the ministry and are blessed and encouraged with the ministry because we want the word to go forth what are you giving to you're giving uh, into a ministry that's enabling Uh, many people to walk in their destiny, be set free, uh, experience healing from brokenness. And we want to be a ministry that is writing and producing discipleship training, evangelism training tools to help people preach the gospel from a Torah perspective. So thanks for watching today. Enjoy your Sabbath rest. And I look forward to seeing you on Sunday evening where we're going to have our Zoom call at 9.30 Israel time. You will get an email sent out to you for those who are on our mailing list. Uh, let's just have a look. Um, and I also want to send out, you know, I've had a few people have been asking again uh, for our last month, uh, our newsletter that came out uh, just over a week ago. If you haven't got our newsletter and you don't get our um E uh, Go on buildthoseoffaith.com and sign up to our e-news so you get our updates that we send out on a regular basis. But I just posted in the link there our Crossing Point Community uh, monthly newsletter to encourage you with the testimonies of what the Father is doing in the lives of the community. And this is what it's about. It's about the community. What's the Father doing in the community and it's not just about what i have to say but we want to see uh, the body of messiah functioning the way it's called to function that we can be an encouragement and a strength to each other so until next time shalom shabbat (laughs) shalom hallelujah